Your hour of Thrive Time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Jay Mamie Talk Show. Welcome, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. You have now entered your hour of Thrive Time. I'm excited to have you join our show once again this morning. If you are a first-time listener to the show, let me welcome you as you are now entering the Thrive Time Uh, But I want to share with you, if this is your first time, it means a lot to me that you're visiting the show for the first time because our continuing uh, listenership is expanding week after week. And I know that you probably arrived here because maybe someone recommended the show or maybe you caught it online or through some of our... uh, our marketing efforts, you've had a chance to realize that there's value that is being proposed in this show when you decided to invest your time today. I want to promise you that your investment of 60 minutes today is going to have great return. So welcome. If you're here for the first time and if you're a returning listener, let me just thank you for continuing to support our program. Our program continues to uh, grow our reach, not only locally here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, but nationally and internationally as well, as we are gathering listeners from all over the world. And that's a testimony to the value of the program. So we're thankful that you continue to return and continue to share our recordings online. I see it happening on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Twitter. I'm seeing the recordings being shared. and, And that's the reason why we're attracting not only a growing audience, but quality guests like we've got today. So I'm excited about today's show. I'm excited about you being with us today and what the value of today is going to deliver for you yet again on the J. Mamie Talk Show as you are now entering a Thrive Hour. By the way, if you've not had a chance to check out some of our prior shows, now is a good time to do so. We've got fantastic prior episodes that you can pick up on at our show site, thejmamietalkshow.com. There you'll find our archive section and you could binge here all of our prior fantastic episodes, which by the way, Today is going to be yet another one. We're going to have a great show today, guys. Let me let you know who's coming on the show. Our featured guest today, I'm excited about this brother, Jason Van Camp is about as badass as you can get. And I mean that Jason Van Camp is not only uh, a Green Beret and served our country with great honor, but he's also the chairman at Mission 6 Zero. He's also the executive director at Warrior Rising. He's a two-time best-selling author. And boy, if he's, he's got a decorated military career, he's going to share his wisdom with us today in just a few minutes. But also on the heels of that, we've got someone that is making tremendous impact in the lives of others in a much different way. He's also a retired Army captain, an Iraq war veteran, um, but he is now serving the country in a much more impacting way as he is uh, affecting and protecting families from what I call financial illiteracy and the threats of that. So James Schwartz will be here to share with us his wisdom and insight and the impact that he's making on the lives of of not only military families, law enforcement families, but every family in this country. And then our last uh, speaker today will be the gentleman that I believe is going to uh, make an impact in terms of uh, his new book. He's, he's our featured author spotlight today, and Victor Samuel has written a book that is really going to make an inroad and an impact in the lives of, of everyone, but especially young adults, as his book, Lost Brothers, is helping individuals recognize uh, some of the challenges that they face and how they can overcome. I want to take a minute now and just address one of the questions that has come in from one of our recent listeners. It was regarding a show we did early on in the season when we spoke about raising entrepreneurial kids. And uh, another recent episode from Josh Tolley as our featured guest. Our first show was with Steve Siebold, 
who helped us out with raising entrepreneurial kid ideas. And Josh Stolle was uh, a recent guest. And they were talking about raising entrepreneurial kids. We had a question that came in from one of my readers who said, how do you identify an entrepreneurial spirit in uh, my kids? And she was referring to a teenager who she's been trying to help uh, inspire with entrepreneurial development. I want to share with you, Phyllis, who is a, a listener from New York, that you have to first identify the difference between entrepreneurial spirit and entrepreneurial drive. Everyone's got an entrepreneurial spirit. I believe we're all gifted with that, but it doesn't mean that everyone has an entrepreneurial drive. There is a distinction. And before you get frustrated as a parent, you want to recognize that every kid, every child, every teenager who may have an entrepreneurial spirit doesn't mean they're going to have the entrepreneurial drive to see that spirit come to pass, to see those ideas come to pass. So you as the parent have to recognize, love them where they're at, encourage them with what they do, but know the distinction between entrepreneurial spirit and an entrepreneurial drive. I hope that helps, Phyllis. On the line right now is our featured guest, as I mentioned earlier, Jason Van Camp is a badass. I mean, not only is he the chairman of Mission Six Zero and the executive director at Warrior Rising, but he served our country uh, honorably for 14 years in the Army, a Green Beret. But much more than that, Jason is the kind of guy that is teaching leadership to thousands of of leaders across the country. And we've got him on the show today to share his thoughts and share his insight on on, on that. But I got to tell you something, guys. What caught my attention about Jason was a few, I track people on LinkedIn all the time to see who's a quality person that can come on the show and bring value to the audience. That's what this whole show has been about from the get-go. And I recently saw him and I said, I've got to connect this brother because he's got some good things going on and he needs to bring that goodness to our show. But it's just funny stuff, Jason. I saw the other day you on LinkedIn and you were, you had a picture of a tomahawk steak on your plate and you were talking about the ending of a challenge that we're going to have a chance to chat about that and as we progress in the show here but i was amazed brother the size of that tomahawk steak i said this guy's about to eat something the size of his head <laughs> and then the other picture you had eaten it and that bone on that tomahawk or tomahawk steak looked like the back of a uh, the spine of a small animal i said this man ate a small animal i said i can't wait to have him on the show and share that story so jason thanks for being on the show brother Jay, thanks for having me on, man. Great intro. I'm, I'm definitely not a badass, but I don't want to know initials RBA. That's right, man. So listen, you are, if, if you don't think you are, trust me, brother, you are, man. So we're excited to have you on the show. Uh, I know my audience is going to eat up what you've got to share, but before we dive into all of that, can you tell us a little bit about yourself from your own words? Oh, for sure. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a guy from Northern Virginia. You know, I, uh, I'm a Green Beret. I'm a Ranger. You know, I'm a, I'm a husband, I'm a father, and I, and I strive to be a good dude. Mm-hmm. That, that's who I am. You know, I, I value trust, loyalty, determination, resourcefulness, and uh, I'm a businessman as well. And I try to help people. But the way that I try to help people is I, I help them help themselves. So mm-hmm. I don't believe in giving handouts. I believe in giving a hand up. And, and, um, and that's all part of being a good dude. Well, listen, there's many folks who speak highly of you. So the good dude part uh, I can see why they would do that. I, I can certainly see that. But let's go back to the beginning. You graduated West Point. Which, by the way, brother, I actually went to West Point. I brought my son there. My son's right now is a Marine. He's in Camp Lejeune. Um, and uh, it was it's an interesting story about him. He actually went through um, in high school. He was ROTC Air Force. Then he decides he wants to go to the Marines. But he said, let's go visit West Point first. <laughs> okay. So we went up to West Point. I mean, I'm up from up there. So we went up there. And then he decided he didn't want to go that route. But you graduated from West Point. And as a commissioned officer, right, and he went on to Ranger School, and, and this was right around 9-11. 
And so how did the realization at that point that you probably would be going into combat change your perspective about not only about the seriousness of your training, but your mindset and your level of commitment? Considerably. You know, when I was going through West Point, we were being taught by uh, military officers and NCOs that had never seen combat before. Mm. And we were told what combat was going to be like, and nobody, you know, took it that I guess everyone took it seriously, but they didn't see that there was something on the horizon. You know what I mean? And when we, when I was at Officer Basic, the Officer Basic course, OBC, that's when 9 11 happened. So I remember sitting in a classroom with all the other, um, you know, second lieutenants when there was commotion, you know, outside and there was little uh, kiosks that sold coffee and pastries for snacks and things. And they had a small little TV set behind uh, the kiosk. And we had, you know, a hundred or so students crammed in this, uh, around this kiosk watching the Twin Towers get hit. And it, it dawned on everyone, the seriousness of war and what we were getting ourselves into, because at the time we were uh, an army that was focused on training. And essentially how you got promoted was based on your, your PT scores, you know, and, and how well you did paperwork, you know. And, and now it's like, hey, we're actually going to war. We're going to combat. Like, this is real. And, uh, and I said, if, if, if we're going to combat, I want to be at the tip of the spear. I want to actually make an impact. I want to do something. Mm-hmm. And so I volunteered to go to ranger school, you know, and then I volunteered to, to go SF, Special Forces, I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to make an impact. It wasn't about, you know, killing bad guys for me. It was about freeing the oppressed. It was about helping those that needed help, you know, and and that's what really inspired me. You know, one of the reasons I asked that question, uh, Jason, because you're in leadership, and and I've been in leadership my whole life, and and I've been in those situations where sometimes you're faced with the reality that, hey, there's about – some things are about to go down here, and whether it's in business, whether it's in relationship, whether it could be in, in parenting, it could be in marriage, right? You're cruising right along, and all of a sudden, situations occur, typically unexpected, that you've got to man up. You've got to realize, okay, am I going to implement what I've learned? Am I going to get serious about this? Am I going to see this work? And I think that's when you begin to to filter out those that are really committed and those that are not. You know, as they say, when a going gets tough. So that's why I wanted to ask you that question, because there's many listeners who will find themselves, if they've not found themselves already, in a situation where all the training and everything that they've gone through in preparation, now they've got to put it into action. And that's when you find people that will rise to the level of courage or they're going to cower in the corner. Would you agree with that? I, I do. I absolutely agree with that. It's a, it's a great uh, assessment. You know, there's, um, I have to look at the quote, but something about 100 men will go to war, 80 shouldn't be there, you know. Ten will fight well, but there's one that'll bring all, all the rest back. Mm. You know, and, and you want to be the, the one true warrior sort of thing. I want to ask you a question about leadership. You addressed that a lot, and we're going to pick up the question if we have to on the next after the break here. But what's the one thing that a leader needs to know about themselves that they need to be certain about themselves when uh, the crap hits the fan, when everything around them begins to suck, and, and when there's people counting on them throughout that time? You know, I've noticed that the individuals that really know themselves and they're confident in who they are and their identity are the ones that succeed because they just need to turn the volume up. The ones that are trying to figure things out, and every, everybody is in that position at some point in their lives and they're trying to figure out who they are, who they really are, what they believe in. But if, you, if you're in that position, you're not in a position to really lead. You know, because you're trying to figure out who you are first. And so you got to figure out your identity. 
and your identity is is made up of of your values. And so I say I talk about this all the time is figure out who you are by identifying what you care about, what you believe in, what are your values, you know, and um, I have all my guys on my team pare down their values to three to five. And mine are, you know, loyalty, determination, and resourcefulness. So that's who I am. You know, when the going gets tough, that's who I am. Like, I'm going to complete the mission. I'm going to get the job done. No, I'd be the lone survivor. You know what I mean? And other people that um, value those uh, those values as well are people that I really resonate with, that I become close with, that I, uh, that I hire, that I become friends with, and that inspire me. You know, so... I think that's the best way to answer your question is you gotta you gotta know who you are. Mm-hmm. You gotta know what you value and you gotta turn the volume up on that. Know who you are, know what you value, and know how to turn it up on that. I appreciate that, brother. Uh, there's a message in that for every single person. When we come back after the break, I want to dive into your time and service and what combat taught you about facing adversity that right now, in today's climate, every leader should embrace. We'll talk about that after the break. Jay Mamie writes in his latest bestseller, Battling Invisible Enemies, Facing Your Inner Struggles Head On, that your potential to thrive will always be hindered if you're battling invisible enemies of worry, fear, doubt, and discouragement that only stagger and stunt your focus, your energy, your creativity, and your joy. Go to thejmamie.com for a copy of the book that many are calling a masterpiece. Battling Invisible Enemies, Facing Your Inner Struggles Head On at thejmamie.com. That's T-H-E-J-A-Y-M-A-Y-M-I.com. Did you know you can win your divorce without a court fight? Hi, I'm Camille Milner. I'm a collaborative divorce lawyer. Collaborative divorce offers you privacy, efficiency, control, and most of all, it's better for your children. If you would like to learn more about collaborative divorce, visit my website at milner-law.com. That's M-I-L-N-E-R-law.com. If you need a powerful new AC system, don't wait for summer. Right now, Milestone can still install it the same day. We give you our upfront price. But when summer demand hits, same day may not be possible. Call Milestone now. With manufacturer shortfalls due to COVID, many heating and air companies are already on a wait list just to get new systems to sell. But we install so many units, Milestone always gets priority distribution. So we'll always have a plethora of AC systems in stock. A plethora. So you don't have to wait. It pays to be the best AC service in town. (laughs) Well, we don't want to sound too proud. Yeah, we do. We even give you a free duct cleaning when you let us install your new AC system. True. That's... Another reason Milestone is the greatest. Okay. Probably of all time. That's just the Milestone way. Faster response, better service, and by far the best value. For your free quote on a new AC system, go online to call Milestone.com. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. On the line right now, we are having a great conversation right in the thick of it with Jason Van Camp. And Jason, let's pick up where we left off in the prior segment. I wanted to ask you, what did your time in service, and especially combat, teach you about facing adversity that every leader right now should embrace? Yeah, I thought about that question quite a bit, you know, and what it comes down to for me is adversity is always going to come to you, and don't look at it as anything more than a blessing, because that's how you become better. 
you grow and you, you improve and, and you get a chance to solve problems. So I feel like you got to choose hard things before hard things choose you. Meaning mm-hmm. let's be proactive. Let's train. Let's prepare. Because those hard times are going to come whether you choose them or not, whether you like them or not. So you might as well be proactive and, and choose to face that adversity, to choose to face that hardship. Because once you've made that decision in your mind, it becomes that much easier. And you learn so much more because of it. And I've, I've seen guys, you know, really struggle in combat, you know, um, when faced with adversity that they haven't prepared for beforehand. You know, when they have to make a decision in the moment, and um, and it really affects them quite a bit, uh, particularly after they get home. They, they have a hard time coping with the decisions that they made mm-hmm. because they weren't prepared for it. And, and I think that uh, we gotta we got to be proactive about that. we got to choose that hard. You know, we got to em- embrace that adversity. And uh, we got to realize that it's all about becoming stronger and better and more improved in everything that we do. You know, there's, there's a lot to be said about preparation. And I'm glad you brought that up because I think that if you were to look at the defining or the common denominator among people who fail in the face of adversity has a lot to do with their lack of preparation. They just didn't take the time to prepare, uh, at least not as, as thorough as they should have. So when the unexpected occurs and they get blindsided, they crumble. It's chaos, right? Because they didn't take that preparation serious. So I, 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 I tell you, I completely agree with that. The adversity you're going to face will be handled depending on how well prepared you were for it because adversity is inevitable. But you wrote a book that I wanted to chat with you. Actually, before we get to the book, I, I, you, you're a big proponent. And one of your messages that you're known for is the benefits of being uncomfortable. In fact, your book, Deliberate Discomfort, which we'll talk about in a minute, is sort of based on that um, with some great stories of, of, of some, some folks and some guys that were sort of uh, in the trenches and, and you kind of highlight their stories. But you speak a lot about the benefits of getting uncomfortable. For those who run away from being uncomfortable, what are they really missing by running away from it? You're stagnant. You don't grow. Mm. You know, you don't. I'm the person you were destined to be. And, and I get it. So the thing is, it's deliberate discomfort, right? It's not um, forced discomfort. And I believe that there's a huge difference there, meaning that if, if you voluntarily, intentionally, deliberately choose discomfort, you, know, you intentionally put yourself, put yourself in that position where you're doing something that you're, you've never done before or you're unsure of or you're scared of, you, you, you fear, you know, that's what life is all about. That's where growth occurs. You know, if, if you're just at home doing the same routine day after day after day, uh, or you're in your basement playing video games, you know, smoking weed, you know, certainly you're enjoying yourself to some level, but you're not growing. And mm-hmm. that's not what life is all about. And, and, um, and I believe very strongly that the purpose of life is to find your gift and the meaning of life is to give that gift away. That's right. Right? That's if right. If you're not doing something, if you're not taking action, if you're not moving, if you're not moving forward, you're you're moving backwards. And and, and that's the whole point of deliberate discomfort. You know, the challenge with people being too comfortable is that they never realize, as you just said, what your gifts are. 
Uh, it's it's only when you reach a point where you deliberately, as you say, and by intention decide that I'm going to get out of my own way. I'm going to move aside from the things that are certain to me because it's in sometimes it's in the uncertainty that you really find out what you're made of, right? I mean, if if you live yeah. a very predictable life and your life and your actions you take are predictable, they produce a measure of certainty. You're not going to grow. You're never going to find out what you're really made of. It's only when you dive into the uncertain that you realize, number one, okay, this is for me or that's not for me. But at least you can look back and say, I, I took that journey. I took that leap of faith and, and look who I am now. The 2.0 version of me now is because I made that decision to get out of the comfort zone. So I, I appreciate that. Now, what inspired you to write the book, Deliberate Discomfort? Because if that, let me just say, you know, most people who live in that I want to be comfortable world, probably wouldn't go out and buy a book that says, hey, you've got to be deliberately discomfort, uh, live this deliberate discomfort lifestyle. They're not, it's not a sexy book to them, right? <laughs> so knowing ahead of time, I'm sure that that probably would be some of the response you'd get from people. You still were inspired to write it because it was a message in your heart that you wanted to share. What inspired you to do that? I think a lot of people need, they, they know they need to do something, but they're afraid to. Right. And, and fear will kill more dreams and failure ever will. You know, mm-hmm. as I kind of talked about my message in the curriculum that we have at my company, Mission Six Zero, it became very clear that, that what we're talking about is, is getting comfortable being uncomfortable. That was our message. That was our curriculum. So we took everything that we talked about and we kind of put that under the, the uh, uncomfortable umbrella, um, so to speak. And uh, we started to see tremendous results. And I knew I needed to put our curriculum on paper, you know, and it was something that was uncomfortable for me. I've I've never written a a book before, but I needed to do it. And I thought about it for years and years and years, and I I kind of pushed back on it. Well, what am I going to write about? Am I ready to write? You know, I've got a lot more life to live. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to come across this way. I don't want people to, to, to say this or that. You know, and I finally said, you know, take my own medicine. Let's, I'll write a book. And uh, I wrote a book about um, fundamentally about leadership, right? And it follows my journey just after I earned my Green Beret, reporting to my unit for the first time, meeting my commander, my boss, and him telling me that the only way that you're going to succeed in the Special Forces is if you embrace discomfort. And in order to do so, I need you to talk to these individuals in our in our you know, a company and our group. And each chapter is me talking to a different person uh, on the team about what drives them, what they're made of, you know, why are they considered the backbone of, of this company, of this, of this group. And uh, then I have a scientist that breaks down um, each theme in each chapter into relatable and digestible action items. And then I have a practical application at the end. So, it's a well-received book. It's actually a number one Amazon bestseller. It's an mm-hmm. award-winning book. Uh, 20,000 20, plus copies sold so far. We're really proud of that. And um, hopefully we can continue that, that uh, upward trajectory. Well, based on just based on that, uh, Jason, we're going to have your book up on our site. I've got a section on our website that is called The Author Spotlight. And we're going to uh, put your book up uh, and your information, all of your information on our website so people can go back and buy the book and and use it not only for themselves, but cherry pick some things that can also help them if they are in a position of leadership and also hopefully reach out to you uh, for, for future collaboration with you uh, and for your awesome. services. Yeah, absolutely, brother. Thank um, you. Thank you.
Hey, you're welcome. You're absolutely welcome. Listen, and by the way, let me just say something. There is never a good time to write a book. I've written 10 books, and I can tell you every single time that I start thinking about writing one, I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> I'm like, and just like you say, who's going to read this next one? Even though you've written a bunch, you're like, who's going to read this one? It's that doubtful struggle that we all go through. But on the other side of it, once you get it done, how many people have you helped because you took that leap of faith? You traveled into the uncertainty and you wrote your book and look what's happening with the people that are reading. You're changing lives, 20,000 lives. Multiply that by the amount of people they've helped so far. I mean, you are leaving a mark, brother. And that's what this is. Uh, that's what this is all about. goes back to what you said earlier. Um, but you recently launched the DD Challenge and that's what I referred to earlier when I mentioned I saw you on LinkedIn and you had that big picture of that big tomahawk steak and all the feedback that was coming back from obviously people that were part of that phase one challenge. So it intrigued me. I know it's going to intrigue my listeners. What? Tell us about the DD challenge and why did you launch it and what's the mindset behind it? And then if we have to end, we'll end and we'll pick up in the next segment. But give us a little bit about that if you could. Oh, absolutely. So we launched that on January 4th of this year. And it's a 60-day challenge, and I knew we needed to do something. We needed to take action. We needed to be, at least I needed to be a guru instead of a guru. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> uh, an action leader, you know, not a not a thought leader. I like that. And I said, all right, well, let me let me put this together. And uh, as part of the deliberate discomfort mindset, there's six different domains. There's mental, physical, spiritual, social, emotional, professional, and that's something that we learned in the special forces. And I added a few things to that mindset and uh and we call it the total warrior model it's essentially a whole person you know philosophy you know finding balance in those six areas is, is what you're going to find uh how you're going to find happiness and success in life and so i created the, the challenge and uh we offer to anybody who's willing to to go through this to, to be more to do more to have more and there's a, it's a no quit, you know, no excuses, no failure. You do it all the way to completion. You follow all the requirements, and, and you become a graduate. And how it works is mentally you read a book every single week to completion. You know, so, so nine new books is, is what you read. And one of the books is Deliberate Discomfort, which will give you. Mm-hmm. Um, the next is physical. You know, we work out twice a day. I'm going to give you your workout plan for the gym. 60 minutes every day, and then also a cardio plan, 60 minutes every day. I give you those plans. It's different every day. It's designed for, for our tribe. It's, it's incredible. Uh, we give you a nutrition plan. You know, and if you want to upgrade to meals delivered to your house, we can do that too. Uh, spiritually, we have a mindfulness practice. So when well, Navy SEAL Commander John McCaskill on our team, he, uh, he created this mindfulness practice where we start out with five two-minute mindfulness exercises on day one and then on on day 60 we have a a 40-minute practice you know so we're getting better at mindfulness and and increasing our our spiritual awareness Uh, socially we want you to reach out to someone from your past family member friend past friend somebody you had a falling out with reconnect and have a meaningful conversation we also want you to post online on a social media platform of your choice every single day Post something that impacted you um, from the Deliberate Discomfort Challenge. Emotionally, we have a gratitude journal, so we write in our gratitude journal every day, a paragraph, of 10 pages, whatever you want to write, you can write. And professionally, we have a master class at Mission to Zero that we've created, 66 videos, and you watch a video every single day. It's about 15 minutes in duration to help you become a better professional, better commander 
and then we have a tribe, you know, so it's not as though you're doing this by yourself. You're doing this with, with people virtually. And uh, we have a, a Facebook private group where everyone encourages each other. They, they post things, they ask questions, and it's just the power of tribe is absolutely, absolutely incredible. Well, the feedback has been fantastic just from phase one. I know you're in the middle of phase two, so we'll put that up on our site for anyone who also wants to uh, either chime in now if it's not too late or for the, the next phase. When we come back after the break, Jason, I want to talk about uh, this wonderful Warrior Rising organization that you are the executive director of. When we do that, when we'll do that rather after the break. Hi, my name is Darrell Graham with Transworld Business Advisors here in Grapevine, Texas. Have you ever considered selling your business or would you like to know what your business is worth? We offer a variety of services to help business owners maximize their liquidity when they decide to sell their business. There are no upfront costs and there are no hidden fees. If you'd like to contact me, please call me at 214-729-2033 or you can email me at dgram at tworld.com or visit my website at tworld.com forward slash grapevine. Hey everyone, Jay Mamie here from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I want to encourage you to visit my merchandise store. You can find it at the jmamie.com. A number of my inspirational, thought-provoking, action-stoking phrases and quotes that have been so much in demand over the last four or five years now are available in print. You can print them on your favorite coffee mug, print them on a poster. Take my thrive-minded content with you wherever you go. Visit my store at thejmamie.com. Is your garage more like a storage unit? Wilborn Garage Door specializes in storage solutions that solve such situations. Admirable alliteration aside, Chase. We help you reclaim the largest room in your house. You'll finally be able to park your car in your garage. Or turn it into a game room. Either way, your garage will be reborn. When you call Wellborn. Ooh, nice one, Mike. Your garage will be reborn with Wellborn. Online at wellborngaragedoors.com. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It, it was, was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions, like irritable bowel syndrome. Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could, could I, I have, have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. In our final segment with Jason Van Camp, we're going to dive into Mission Six Zero and also Warrior Rising. But Jason, you're the chairman of Mission Six Zero, and your company is a leading consulting firm. So let me ask you for two things. Number one, what's your motivation to start this firm? What was that motivation? And and secondly, probably more importantly. What's the common denominator that you find among companies or, or organizations that are having leadership challenges? Yeah, so I started it sort of recklessly, didn't know what I was getting myself into, wanted to start a business, was passionate about leadership and about helping people. 
and uh, and about team. And so I recruited some of my best, uh, you know, subordinates, some of my peers, some of my commanders, and we created Mission Six Zero together. And uh, and I wanted to do something together, kind of bring my my team, that unit, that feeling of, of brotherhood, back into the civilian world with me. And uh, and I think the common denominator is when we go into organizations, you walk into the doors and you can almost feel the atmosphere, the culture. Is, is this a good place to work or is this, uh, you know, a bad place? What is it? And really what it comes down to is, you know, going to client after client after client. We, we found out that it really comes down to two things as a leader, as a commander, it's trust and communication. You know, if, if you're, commander that is trustworthy and you can communicate effectively, your organization is going to be doing pretty well. You know, and if, if you're not doing that well, then you're going to have problems, you know, problems with retention, problems mm-hmm. with, you know, increasing revenue and, and sales and, and, uh, and just building the right type of culture so that you can succeed, you know, and, and that's what it comes down to. And we work with professional sports teams as well, you know, NFL teams, major league baseball teams. And, and you walk in the front doors, like I said, and you just know, you know, right away, what's what's this organization all about? With regards to executive to the Warrior Rising organization, you're the executive director. Let's take a last uh, last couple minutes and, and share your heart with that. And what is the organization about? And how can we help you expand that organization and get more of a reach to it? Thanks, Jay. It's a phenomenal 501c3 veteran service organization. It's a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. It started in 2015. We uh, help veterans in the most altruistic way we know how we help them find their purpose again through business ownership and so they can accelerate or create their own businesses and last year we helped uh over 1500 veterans start businesses wow a million dollars and and really what we're looking for are veterans that want to start their own businesses or immediate family members of veterans or folks that want to volunteer their time their talent or their treasure you know, so we're always looking for donations. You know, we're always looking for people that are interested in being a mentor mm-hmm. or people that are willing to, to help out in, in a number of other uh, ways. Well, we're going to put up the organization's website also at our website so that people can get more involved um, because I'm a big believer in supporting our veterans, brother. And uh, I think that this is a, a good calling. I've not yet met someone else who is helping uh, veterans that are uh, transitioning back into civilian life consider the life of an of of an entrepreneur and opening up a business. Most of these uh, individuals uh, don't have exposure to that type of conversation. And that's, that's why they find themselves lost for quite a while. And, you know, that lost uh, sense also breeds discouragement and depression. You know, you got to keep busy. Um, and I think what you're doing is great. Jason, man, it's been awesome having you on the show, brother. I want you to know that you've got an open uh, mic here at any time you want down the road. If you've got a message you want to share, if you're working on a new project, brother, a new book, you can always give me a call and we'll get you back on air, man. Fantastic. Thank you so much. It's been an honor to be here. A lot of fun. Thank you, brother. We'll talk soon. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Guys, what a great segment with Jason Van Camp. And on the heels of that, we're going to introduce our Impact Spotlight guest. I mentioned earlier in the show, James Schwartz, Went from serving our country to serving families in a way that matters with, uh, with financial literacy and financial education. James himself was a, reti- is a retired captain, served in the, in the U.S. Army, and he's an Iraq war veteran. And uh, he's now looking at ways and has been doing it successfully in helping families in ways that matters equally uh, as much as he did before. So, James, welcome to the show. 
Hey, thanks a lot, Jay. Appreciate you having me on. Brother, before we continue with the conversation, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, I guess um, typical American kid growing up. I uh, grew up in a small town in New England. Uh, my dad was a lobster fisherman. My mom was a stay-at-home, hard-working mom. And uh, loved sports, loved playing sports, and just uh, had a big, uh, you know, I love. I was a patriot at heart. I love this country. So right out of high school, I joined the military. And, and as you mentioned, I spent uh, many years in the Army there and served a couple of, uh, with a couple of units in Iraq, the 1st Armored Division and the 1st Cavalry Division. I uh, went to college, played some uh, some college baseball and basketball there, and uh, got out of the military and just kind of started my business career. So I guess uh, you would say the typical uh, American dream uh, business story. I didn't grow up with a ton of money or anything like that, but, you know, uh, did the best we could, had great parents and uh, great upbringing. So. Awesome. And now you're doing great things, helping families. But why did you decide to transition from protecting families from foreign threats to protecting families from financial ones? Well, I had, a, a, you know, really an incident in my life that kind of changed my perspective. You know, I think like many people, if you have a, uh, a loved one pass away, it really makes you think about your life and what you're doing and the direction you're going in. And, you know, I was, um, you know, 24 years old and uh, got a phone call in the middle of the night, like a lot of people do when someone passes. And it was my mother and she was uh, just hysterical on the phone and just told me my father had passed away. He had had a heart attack and he passed away in the middle of the night. And so, you know, I, I, I was uh, I was finished up my senior year in college at that time, and because um, I had I had, had a little bit of delay from joining the military, I was sort of getting into school, and so um, you know I, I went home as fast as I could, and when I got there, I knew that my mother was in no position to take care of her finances. I knew that there was no no way that she could take care of the situation with my father, so. I immediately step in and, uh, you know, speak to the funeral home director and do all these things. But I had a few tough conversations with my mother because we had to, you know, I was asking her, Hey mom, you know, I need to know a little bit about your money and your finances. You know, do you have life insurance? She said, no. Do you have investments? She said, no. I said, do you have savings accounts? She said, no. I said, well, mom, where do you guys keep all your money? And, and she said, um, you know, we keep in the checking account. I thought, well, wow, great, good. You know, and there was only about maybe uh, four or five hundred dollars uh, mm-hmm. in that checking account at the time, and so I knew that uh, you know that we were going to have an issue here. And, and and you know now I know that you know that's a lot of America. That's that's ninety five percent of America that can't you know take care of these situations. But back then I I didn't know that. I thought, man, well, how come my parents don't have this thing in order? I don't I don't get it. So that that you know really left a, uh, an imprint on me. And I I promised my father. The day of the funeral, I said, "Dad, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change our family. I'm gonna make a difference. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something big. I'm gonna make a difference in people's lives. You're not gonna have to worry about this family. I'm gonna take care of us monetarily. We'll be financially independent." And then, um, you know, I had a uh, really got called to active duty right after that. September 11th happened. I was, uh, was already in active duty, but I called, called to Iraq. And while I was in Iraq, I had another little bit of a, an, an imprint moment, and I realized. You know, look, I, I've been I've made a promise to my father years ago at this point, it was uh, two or three years later, that I was going to make a difference in people's lives. And I really hadn't fulfilled that promise. So I decided, you know what, it's time to get out of the military. I had spent 10 years in the Army uh, and uh, really just kind of decided that, you know, I needed to be uh, a man of my word and go out there and start you know, teaching and helping people and not just my family, but uh, but everyone's family. And so. You know, this is what I decided to do. I decided to, to get out. I, um, you know, left the military after 10 years as a captain, uh, promising career ahead of me, and started something different. 
And I was I'm so grateful that I did. I'm so grateful that I was able to help and and uh, be with as many people as possible to to educate them and and really you know stop them from having a situation like my father. You know the craziest part, Jay, is you know my dad worked in the richest country in the world, mm-hmm. and he worked his whole life, and he died dead broke. I mean, man, there's something wrong with that. You know what I mean? That's that's not supposed to happen in America, but unfortunately, that that happens in America every day. You know. And so this is something that is near and dear to my heart. It's really about the mission, uh, about what we do. No family left behind. It's a big deal for me. And, and uh, you know, so I decided to plant my flag here and, and make it happen. That's a great story, James. And I appreciate you sharing that with uh, with our audience about your family. Before we go to break here in our last minute, where do you see that many families, whether military or law enforcement or, or civilian, experience the greatest financial challenges? That's an easy one. I mean, uh, you know, here's the thing for me. Most people don't have any life insurance. They don't have any insurance, uh, life insurance set up, or if they do, it's very minimal. It's not enough. You know, you think about your economic value to a family if you're a breadwinner. You know, if you're a breadwinner and you're bringing in $60,000 a year, you know, your economic value to that family is huge. How are you going to replace that income if you're if you're subtracted from that equation immediately? How are your kids going to go to school? You know, your, your remaining spouse, how are they going to get a job and take care of kids? I mean, how are you going to, you know, do you want your family to move out of the house? It was it was really a disaster when my dad passed. We had to sell everything pretty much that we had. We had to move out of the house. And so the biggest mistake is they don't have enough life insurance because that's the foundational product. You know, if you're alive and you do a good job saving, you'll be okay. But if you're not living to save that money, then who takes care of your family uh, in the meantime? And you can transfer that responsibility that is typically yours to life insurance or pennies on the dollar. But most people don't think you can do it because they associate life insurance costs with the health insurance costs. And uh, that's not just that's just not accurate. And so that's the biggest mistake people make all day long. You know, I, I've always been told that life insurance is uh, is a love letter to your uh, that you leave behind to your loved ones. It's a, it's a love letter. Right. And it's it's certainly one of those things that most people don't like to think about. But it's so critically important uh, to have uh, as opposed to not having it when the unexpected occurs. James, when we come back after the break, I want to continue to pick your brain because you are really making an impact in the lives of many. We want to talk a little bit more about the common denominator among families that are that are winning the money game and those that are not. And we'll pick that conversation up after the break. It's tax season. Are you aware of all the changes that are taking place? Is your tax professional available year-round? At ALR Tax and Accounting Services, you're treated as family. We're here for you year-round. We have over 40 years of experience. Come visit us at our office or we can meet virtually. We can be reached at 347-913-4135. And the email is alrtaxforyou, number four letter U at gmail.com. Mention the Jay Mamie Show for a 10% discount. We look forward to working with you. Hi, I'm Dr. Johnson, founder of Johnson Medical Associates. Are you frustrated with unresolved chronic medical problems? Our focus is finding the underlying cause through specialized testing for toxins, allergies, and infections like Lyme, mold, and Epstein-Barr virus. With our team, treatment is personalized for your condition. Find us at johnsonmedicalassociates.com or call 972-479-0400. If you need a powerful new AC system, don't wait for summer. Right now, Milestone can still install it the same day. We give you our upfront price. But when summer demand hits... 
same day may not be possible. Call Milestone now. With manufacturer shortfalls due to COVID, many heating and air companies are already on a wait list just to get new systems to sell. But we install so many units, Milestone always gets priority distribution. So we'll always have a plethora of AC systems in stock. A plethora? So you don't have to wait. It pays to be the best AC service in town. (laughs) Well, we don't want to sound too proud. Yeah, we do. We even give you a free duct cleaning when you let us install your new AC system. True. That's... Another reason Milestone is the greatest. Okay. Probably of all time. That's just the Milestone way. Faster response, better service, and by far the best value. For your free quote on a new AC system, go online to call Milestone.com. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. We're going to continue our conversation with James Schwartz, really an impact maker in the lives of families as it pertains to helping them develop the financial literacy that they need in order to, to, to thrive uh, in today's world. But, James, you are not only a business owner, but you are a decorated and award-winning financial services entrepreneur. You've worked with thousands of families over your career, What do you find is the common denominator among families and individuals who are winning the money game from those that are not? Yeah, again, that's for me is a simple, clear cut answer. I mean, you know, most people don't plan to fail. They just fail to plan. And really, that's what it is, James. Is most people don't have a plan. They they uh, they wing their uh, their financial future. You know, and and really winging it is not a good idea in anything that you do. But I think uh, that the big common denominator for me is. The people that have a plan and run that plan. Now, you don't have to be rich to start. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you can just start saving a little bit of money and the power of compound interest and, and time. You know, wealth can be arranged. All it is is just a set amount of money over a certain period of time given an interest rate. And so, in my mind, um, I think, you know, if, if you've got a plan, man, what a chance, what a better chance you have of becoming financially independent versus no plan at all. I mean, you know, that that's the, really the issue is most people just kind of go through life winging their financial goals and dreams, whereas the really people who achieve them and the winners in, in this business game or this money game, uh, those people have a plan and they run it. You know, having a plan says it all. It's one of the things that my prior guest, Jason Van Camp, and I were talking about. It was about being able to be intentional about where you are going and making sure that you stick to whatever plan that you've designed without fail. And I think that's probably one of those dom- common denominators where people who are winning the money game, they have going for them as opposed to those who are not. They just don't have a plan. And if they have a plan, they certainly don't follow it. But what would be the one takeaway that you would want people to understand when it comes to learning how this whole game of money works? Yeah, I think I would, I would like people to know that it, that it is not difficult. This is not, you don't have to have a, a you know – a rocket scientist degree here, you know, this, the money game is a simple, easy, understandable game, but we've been duped. We've been, you know, kind of uh, brainwashed into thinking that, oh, you have to go to somebody who's got these, all these multiple degrees and all this stuff, and they will tell you what you need to do. And that's just, that's just not true. You know, you can understand money. You can understand how money works and it doesn't take a rocket scientist. As I said, don't be afraid of it. Don't worry about it. Go go learn something line upon line, precept upon precept, and I promise you that you'll realize that the money game is not as hard, it's not as scary as you think. Great message. 
Now, James, you've got ways for people to find out more about you. Uh, you've got a number of ways. Where can people learn more about you and what you're doing for families and probably uh, even reach out to you for some help? Yeah, sure. Um, so you can go to my website. It's howmoneyworks.com forward slash James Schwartz, S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z. So howmoneyworks.com forward slash James Schwartz. Uh, let me know. You can you can register there. I can send you a free book. Everybody on that hears this radio show, uh, Jay, that's a guest of yours, I'd be happy to send them a free book uh, called How Money Works. And uh, don't go buy it, guys, on Amazon. It's like 19 bucks. I'll give it to you for free as being a guest of, of Jay's here on this radio show. So that's a way I think is an easy way to learn. We've got seven money milestones that we can teach you. And uh, this is something that you'll carry with you for the, your, your entire life. So visit that website, uh, you know, and, and I promise you, you won't, you won't be, um, you know, it, it'll be uh, an experience for you to, to get to your foot in the door for learning how money works. You won't be disappointed. Folks, we're going to have James' information up at our website so you can follow up on James and take advantage of his offer of his book, How Money Works. Uh, I have read the book. It's a fantastic book. And the feedback that I hear from those who have read it, it is life-changing. James, thanks for being on the show. Hey, thanks a lot, Jay. appreciate you having me. All right, brother. We'll talk soon. Take care. On the line right now, we have our author spotlight. I mentioned earlier in the show that I'm excited about our author spotlight today, Victor Samwell, because he's written a book that I think will have an impact in the lives of young individuals based on his experience. His book, Lost Brothers, uh, has not only been out now, but is also making a great impact in the lives of those, those young folks. So as a result of that, I wanted to bring Victor on the radio show today and talk a little bit about his book. So Victor, welcome to the show. Thank you. First of all, I want to say thank you, Jay Mamie, and the crew at Jay Mamie Talk Show for having me on here today, as well as the listeners for tuning in and being here with us. Hey, brother. You are welcome. You deserve the airtime because you're doing some fantastic things. But before we dive into the book, can you share with our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yes. Thank you, Jay, for asking that question. A brief history about me is that I was born in Nigeria, and at the age of four, I lost my mother. Although I was like, boy, you know, although I, I didn't know what death was at the time, I knew that I would never see her again. So, and fast forward, when I was 11 years old, I lost my childhood best friend to a terminal illness. Mm. And a year later, I moved to the United States with my three older siblings to reunite with our father um, after, you know, 12 years of living apart. So, and when we moved to the United States, we landed in Georgia, which is where my family currently resides. So um, for me, I lived in Georgia for a little over eight years before relocating to New York alone, uh, not knowing how I would survive, but I believe that I was taking a leap of faith. So I was willing to embark on the journey. And in 2015, I decided to join the United States Air Force, where I had the opportunity to serve one of the greatest nations on the planet. So uh, it's been a great experience for me. And in 2019, that was when I decided to launch my first book, uh, Lost Brothers. And that same year, I was battling with a severe, you know, societal thought, depression, and anxiety. And I almost took my life while I was deployed. Because um, mm. in 20, I was also deployed um, the same year my book was published. So, you know, having all those things um, in, in, in the play, you know, it can mess with your mental health and. and uh, of sorts, so it was just kind of like trying to figure out how to navigate those those roles. So um, 
but I'm I'm just lucky that after you know after that occurrence I I was blessed with the vision and mission to start my own clothing company which is called Delion. And now uh, my mission is to work with organizations and individuals who need a creative um, visionary to help to help them rediscover uh, their mission and purpose, whether in the workplace or in their individual life. And currently, I am working on my second book called The Chronicles of Love, uh, which will be released in May of 2021. Now, Victor, that's an amazing story. And how old are you, by the way, brother? I am 24. It's amazing. It's amazing that you arrived here about uh, 12 years ago, and you've done so much, including now, not only served our country, uh, but you're on your second book, and you've got your own company. You're only 24 years old, and that is just the reason why uh, you're on the show. You are a living example of what Thrive is all about, brother, so I appreciate you. But what inspired you to write the book, Lost Brothers? My inspiration, thanks for that question, by the way. So my inspiration is, you know, comes from the fact that growing up, I struggled a lot with my identity and the need to find courage and confidence. And with that being said, my inspiration was geared towards, like, finding clarity for myself. Mm-hmm. Like to, and from the outside looking in, how to better deal with those insecurities as I continue to explore my unique individuality. I like the fact that you took the courage to write a book like that. What do you hope that the reader of this book will walk away with? My my hope and message for you know for my readers uh, to walk away from this book is that to find to be able to inspire them and encourage them to know that whatever challenges they're facing today, right here, right now, that you have the power to overcome it. You know, oftentimes we are, you know, we get lost in, in in everything like around us, you know, in society and stuff like that. So my my encouragement is to give them that courage to step out with confidence and embrace their unique individuality to never apologize for who they are, because that's what makes us who we are. And that's a strong message. I, I want to ask you, there is. Obviously, so many different people who can benefit from reading this book, but not every book is for everybody. So if you were to, to, to sort of pinpoint who would be the best reader uh, for this book, who would you say that reader is? Uh, great point. I, I believe, so there's a list of people that I believe that can benefit from this or a particular story, and, and, and that list starts with, I would say the young adults, specifically high school students that have experienced the same challenges as myself uh, when it comes to relocating from another country or different cultural backgrounds and are dealing with like sort of identity crisis and those who have been bullied or picked on because I experienced all those stuff. Mm. And because of that, you know, I think it would help them find the strength and confidence to overcome the challenges. That kind of story can be applied to anybody, but you're right, especially those that are young adults, um, high schoolers, middle schoolers, even young adults that are out of high school and are still struggling. But even those that are coming here from another country who are now having uh, sort of a culture clash, they're trying to bring their culture from their country and assimilate it into a new culture in this country, and that can really mess with you in a lot of different ways. 
And, and by the way, I agree with you. I think any teacher, any counselor, any social worker, uh, any leadership uh, uh, director or a oh. ministry or youth director needs to get their hands on this book because it could very well be the book that helps, quote unquote, save the life of someone who's struggling with the same things that you struggled with. But yet here you are on the other side of that running your own company, serving our country, and you're only 24 years old with the future ahead of you. Uh, so, Victor, I, I think that's also, those would be great people to get a hold of your book as well. Any final thoughts on where people could find your book? Yes. Um, you know, one of the main platforms you can get my book would be on Amazon. Uh, but if you also need, like, the signed copy, you can get it from my website, which is www.victor samuel.com again that's www.victorc as in charlie samuel s-a-m-u-e-l.com victor it's been a real treat to have you on the show we're going to have you back again when you have your next book and your projects continue to develop you've got a great story and a great future ahead of you so we'll have you back on the show for sure in the meantime your information will be up on our site so guys you can go find victor samuel's information at our show site at the author spotlight section victor appreciate you being on the show brother Thank you so much, Jay, for having me and us, as well as the listeners for tuning in and allowing me the opportunity to share my story. You're welcome. Guys, what a fantastic show. We're going to see you again next Sunday for the Jay Mamie Talk Show and your Hour of Thrive Time.